This is the Kawabui Show. Kawabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kawabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, and online business. You could check out his blog site at www.kowa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Kowabui. Mr. Kowabui. Hi, hey, everyone. It's Kwa here. And in this podcast, I would like to introduce you to a man named James Whitaker. Um, James Whittaker, he was actually born in Australia and he's currently residing in LA and after about 10 years of, um, of his career in financial planning, um, he ran a company where he actually was managing over $2 billion in, um, in under his management. And what was really intriguing about James Whittaker is that he actually produced a really great movie called Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this movie, he compiled all of these great people from around the world and they shared their secrets to success in creating wealth. James has actually gone out there and he produced a movie based on this book. So it's really incredible. So in this podcast, um, I ask him a lot of questions on how he created the movie, um, also some of the things that he learned during um, filming of the movie and some things he learned from the book, from the movie and from interviewing all these amazing people. So it's a really insightful interview and I'm really excited to share it with you. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to James Whitaker. Thanks. Hello. Hey mate, can you hear me? Yeah, good. I can hear you loud and clear. Good, good. How do I pronounce your name? Is it Koa? It's Kwa. Kwa. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. How's it going? Everything's great. How are you doing? Where, where are you based? I'm in, um, I'm in Sydney. So oh, yeah, yeah think, good. Gee, nice I mean, to hear an Australian accent for a change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, I love the background. Looks very nice. You got the, yeah, uh, me too. it's really cool, man. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Action. Now the difference between having and what, what's the, the difference other? between having and wanting is like, wanting. Oh, I love it. There you go. I see that and uh, it reminds me to get my ass back to work very, very quickly. So it's nice to uh, nice to have that one up. I, when I, uh, my wife and I just bought a house recently, but uh, when yeah. we were living in an apartment, I couldn't, I couldn't walk anywhere without seeing that giant canvas print up. So it's like, you just see that and you're always yeah. just in, in straight into uh, to work mode with everything as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you used to be, um, did you live in Sydney before a few years ago? or like, From yeah, from, from Brisbane originally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I had a lot of friends in Sydney and I love to, to go down there and visit, but uh, yeah, from, from Brisbane originally. Nice. Nice. Beautiful. I'm already recording by the way, so I can always do the editing and stuff. So you're all right. All good. No awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's fantastic. It's a real true honor to have you on the show. Um, you're a really hard guy to, hard guy to catch, man, because um, I know that yeah, you're really incredibly busy with all your projects and stuff. So I had to wait months to, to get you on the show. But <laughs> yeah, finally, man, finally got to, got to speak to you. So I'm really excited. Here we to, are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I've got my um, Think or Rich book as well. So this one's uh, from a different 
um, provided as well. But yeah, I, I love Think Grow Rich. It's fantastic, you know. So. Nice. There's so many different editions now uh, yeah. as well. There's, I think there's probably hundred. Actually, I think there's more than three hundred titles that have got Think and Grow Rich that are that start that as well. But it's just such an iconic book and something yeah. I feel like you can pick up any page and uh, you know and get something from it. Especially as you get older as well, you revisit these things and. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just speaks to you as you have more life experience to, to bring yeah. to it as well. So, so when did you actually um, come across, like before when you, you produced the movie, when did you come across the Think and Grow Rich book? I'm just curious, how did you transition into it? So the first time I, I was aware of Think and Grow Rich was when I was a teenager because it was the book that changed my dad's life. My dad was in his early 30s when he discovered it. He was oh. at a huge career crossroads and had a whole heap of things going on. And so then after he read Think and Grow Rich, he made, uh, he made two uh, bold declarations. The first of all, that he would start his own business within 90 days. And the second mm. one was that he would spend the rest of his, rest of his life sharing these Napoleon Hill lessons with, uh, with the world. So it was yeah. just a funny twist of fate. That's uh, like yeah. I'm 36 now. Um, mate, you're looking, looking young, mate. <laughs> so, I got a few, I got plenty of grey hair in there as well, and a six-month-old daughter who keeps me uh, aging very, very quickly. Oh, no. <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, looking good. So, okay. Um, so, so your dad introduced you to the Think and Grow Rich, right? And um, he did. Okay. Yeah. So, it, but it was yeah. but when I when I was sixteen. Like, I just you don't. Uh, I wasn't ready for it, and I think yeah. that's a really, really important point. Most people okay. they. You know, they, they pick up these books and things and they're like, oh, wow, I've heard that this is a life-changing book. But mm. if they're not ready to receive it or they just haven't had a, a certain amount of life experience, and it doesn't really mean much for you as well, which is the yeah. reason why a lot of these people, they go back and reread Think and Grow Rich mm. uh, and other books like, uh, like that as well. You've just got more life experience that you can bring yeah. to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I remember coming across Think and Grow Rich like years ago. And um, yeah, just the way it's written, it's just incredibly powerful. And I remember hearing you uh, speak on another podcast that it's not the type of book that you just read once and forget about it. You have to just keep reading over and over again. Um, could you share a bit, bit about your, your mindset about that one? Absolutely. Well, most people think of it like any other book, like a novel where you go and read it and you go and put it on a shelf, never to be seen from again. But mm -hmm. to get to really get the most out of it, you've got to sit there, you've got to read it. You've got to think about it. You've got to think, how can you apply this in your own life? And then you've got to create a list of action items and then you've got to go and, uh, and and get to work applying those things. And as you yeah. as you evolve and you have the highs and the lows, you've just you know you've got a lot more experience and, and just things that you can bring to it. But the author has been through mm. everything himself. Yeah. Everyone he mentions in his book has been through that themselves. More than five hundred people. Like there's there are just there are just some things that life experience uh, can get you. But but I think it's really really important. Everyone that I've interviewed as well. Mm. Um, even just staring at the book makes them feel better. But if you read it once and not think about how you can apply it and you don't apply it or take any action in your own life and put it in a mm. drawer never to be seen from again, mm. then you're just not going to really unleash the power uh, compared to someone who might be reading one page or two pages and sitting there and writing a list of action items and thinking about, well, you know what, I'm going to sit on this for, for one day yeah. and I'm going to apply maybe one thing tomorrow or two mm. things um, tomorrow to sort of transform things. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah, like, uh, I, I gotta say that one of the most fascinating chapters on the book is, um, I think it's the, the art of, um, sex transmutation. And that is, was really fascinating where he, um, Napoleon Hill talks about converting that sexual energy and, um, and pushing it into your projects. And I found that that was incredibly insightful because it, it really is just energy. 
know yeah and, it really um, it really is when i was on kerwin kerwin ray's podcast about yeah. a year ago he was that was the biggest principle for him as well so another yeah. big lesson of all these different things is you're gonna yeah. you're gonna naturally gravitate towards uh different things like for me the power of the mastermind principle number nine that's been the yeah. biggest thing yeah. Uh, for me, the, the power of relationships. For other people, it's number one, uh, desire, the starting point of all achievement. Mm. For others, it's the, the mystery of, of sexual transmutation. It, it, mm. You know, persistence is another big one. Like these mm. faith. I mean, there's so many uh, different things. I was even looking at uh, something for a good friend today and specialized knowledge is the big thing that he's talking yep. about as well. It's not mm. mentioned in those exact words, but that's the uh, specialized knowledge is the big one for him. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Okay, so um, so you read the book and you became really inspired. It transformed your life. And then what happened in terms of um, the movie? Because you, you just recently released the, the, the movie Think Your Rich Legacy. I watched it. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. Great work. Um, but how did you come up with that idea? Like, What was the, what was the deal there when you put together the movie? So I had the opportunity to meet the filmmakers. So the, the, the project had already started and I met with the filmmakers and they said, uh, we love your energy. Tell us how you can be involved in the project. Mm. And uh, basically I, you know, after our conversations, um, I came on board as co-executive producer of the film and then author of the, of the book as well. So the idea being that the, these are timeless principles. They're never going to change, but people these days just aren't as excited about names like Henry Ford and, yeah. and Andrew Carnegie and, and Thomas Edison and Helen Keller as they are about some of today's most, uh, you know, most respected and, and well-known entrepreneurs and thought mm. leaders and cultural icons and athletes. So that's why we've got people like Barbara Corcoran from yeah. Shark Tank and Rob Deerdeck from like his 12 television shows yeah. uh, and his big uh, venture capital company as well. And Grant Cardone and, and Bob Proctor and, and Australian Janine Shepard, like a whole eclectic mix of uh, people. We've got NFL Hall of Fame players, a whole heap yeah. of different different people. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's great. So, so how'd you get them? Like just um, to send them an email or just like direct message through Instagram or just contact them and... Yep, it was just. Um, it, it depended. It depended on the person. It wasn't the type of thing that would go um, would go via Instagram. Like I guess mm. there's a time and a place for that. But for mm. for this one, like for Rob Deerdeck, we sent him a, a book, an original copy of Thinking Grow Rich, like an original 1937 edition. Wow. And he knew that he, he actually said this later. He said uh, he knew that if he opened that book, then it was done. That he would be that he would be in it because these people, as you allude as you alluded to, they have, they are in. Uh, featured in a whole heap of different yeah. things as well. Mm. So uh, yeah, having the, it was, it was just personal for each one, but they all have uh, an overwhelming sense of gratitude and respect for Think and Grow Rich because it was a book that changed their lives. And as mm. there were a few people naturally on board, it's just so much easier to say, oh, look, we've already done filming with Bob Proctor and yeah. Rob Deerdeck and Barbara Corcoran for, uh, for everyone else to say, all right, cool. It's good enough yeah. for them. It's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think you've got a you've got a podcast, Win the Day podcast, and um, yeah, you've also interviewed like some fantastic people as well. Um, so, so what what are you learning from from interviewing all these people? I'm just curious. It's great to meet another podcaster as well, and you know they know what they're doing as well. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what's the things that's changed your life about um, you know interviewing these people, these amazing people? Well, there's, there's so much. So for, when I interviewed people like John Lee Dumas from EO5, which a lot of people might know that podcast. Yeah, I was listening to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was like yeah. the original podcast uh, guru. And it's so funny that I used to, I used to like all these different things, like being in Success Magazine or uh, being on EO5. Like I used to listen to those shows and read those publications. So it's still yeah. funny to be 
to be featured on some of these things. Law of Attraction is, right there. <laughs> that's right, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And um, but so much from every single person, there's, there's so much. So from John Lee Dumas, the idea of just serving an audience that you provide with free, valuable and consistent content. I mean, that's such a simple thing that evades so many in this world. That's something very, very practical, but also about how you structure your day. Whereas most people wake up and they want to pick the low hanging fruit, which for yeah. most people is email, but emails are like boomerangs. They just, you know, you send one and they keep coming back. So if you wake up and you do your life's work first, you'll find that you can do so much more on autopilot later in the day. That was a huge lesson for me. Wow. And one of the best productivity tips that I think uh, there is on the planet. That was, that yeah. was a really huge one. Also for people like Janine Shepard, who was hit by a truck and Jim Stobel, who, went blind at the age or was told he would go blind at the age of 17, mm. uh, that the way that you reframe adversity to make it a benefit, you've just got to find that there is a seed of an equivalent benefit in every single adversity and being able mm. to channel that into some type of constructive means that enables you to have a strong future, irrespective of what happened in the past or how meager your circumstances appear right mm. now. So I mm. feel far uh, stronger mentally as a result of going through this process and meeting those people because I know that no matter what happens, uh, I have a very clear path forward to be able to make an impact and inspire other people to yeah. achieve success in their own lives, however they define it. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. I, and what, yeah. one really big thing as well is mm. just letting you know that you really are restricted only by how, how big you dare to dream. It doesn't matter about your financial starting point or whatever excuse that you have. Every single person, any, you could pick me any person on the planet and there is no one who has faced as much adversity as the people uh, in these, you know, obviously varying, varying degrees. Um, but everyone in this book has gone through extreme adversity. So all the people mm. out there right now where you might yeah. think for whatever, whatever reason uh, that you have for not enjoying success, whatever that might be, I don't have the right family. I wasn't born in the right country. I don't have the right education. I don't have the right money. Mm. You're not resourceful enough or you're not resilient enough. And this mm. book, Think and Grow Rick's Legacy, really gives people a plan on how to be able to do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really hard to find people like you. Like you're you're going out there, you're you're inspiring people. You even created a movie, Think Grow Rich, and um, you know, like the the work that you're doing, you're 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 making a massive impact to the community. You know, it's like I think you know people like you need to continue on. You have to keep pushing forward and and um, you know, getting your message out there. It's just amazing. What, what you're doing, I really might Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there are so many charlatans out there as well. I yeah. see these days, like these, these so-called spiritual gurus who yeah. are just, like the only time you hear from these people is when they're trying to sell you something. And I'm, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge part of my mission is to really, in a world that's trying to convince you that you're not enough, I'm here to let people know that you are enough. Let's just yeah. come up with, a, you know, with two or three different strategies or create a, a foundation or, or a blueprint that was used by everyone in the original Think and Grow Rich that was used by everyone in Thinking Grow It's a Legacy, the blueprint that I'm using right now yeah. to enable you to figure out what does success look like to you? What work do you need, or you know, not really work, yeah. what actions do you need to take every single day and how do they relate to your long-term mission? Mm. And what are you doing with your environment? Like there's a whole heap of different things like that, but they're all pretty simple things um, to do. And mm. all you need to do is reinforce them with consistency. That's it. Not a sexy formula, but yeah. it's a winning formula. Yeah, so it, it's all about consistency, right? It's um, just 
it's not something fancy or anything. It's just about taking the small steps and that which compounds to something great. Is it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. It's funny. Right. I actually, I interviewed yeah. a good friend of mine, Greg Layton on my uh, Facebook uh, win the day group the other day. And I'm just doing a, a putting together a bit of a, a summary of the key points from that. And he talks about a quote from the film Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I love it. He talks movie. about, yeah. yeah, like geology is a study of time <sighs> and pressure. Yeah. And Greg talks about that in terms of excellence being the study of time and pressure. All that matters is that you just have, uh, you know, one very, very clear focus on what you need to do and just be consistent with it over time and you'll burst through anything. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I remember um, in your movie, you also had uh, Darren Hardy. I think you had Darren Hardy on it and he, he wrote the book, uh, The Compound Effect as well. And yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Darren, Darren Hardy as well. And he talks about, you know, taking the, the, the small steps. It's not the big steps. It's actually the small decisions that you make every single day that add up to your waistline, your wallet and your relationships. So, oh, Absolutely. Spot on. Yeah, Definitely. Fantastic. Um, okay. So let's have a look at yourself as well, because um, for you to create this epic movie, you had to be really productive and uh, had the right mindset and everything. So I'm just curious, what's your, you know, what's your daily routine? Like, I think you, you touched on this a bit before about, um, I think it's a morning ritual or something, or like, do you have, you know, a, a daily ritual that you, you follow? So my daily routine, it's funny because having a child in the last six months, my wife and I had our, <laughs> had our first baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. So in the last six months, having bought a house, had a baby, uh, moved into the house and all the, the things associated with that being on a speaking tour and having two uh, book deadlines, it has, uh, my routine has not been as structured as I would like in the last six months. But now that we're, we're settled in here, I'm really starting to get back into it. So my daily routine uh, is basically I wake up and I go and grab my five minute journal and I write down where in the five minute journal, you write down three things that you're grateful for mm. and three things that would make today a win. And then you write down a positive affirmation. So I do that while I'm, I'm sitting outside, getting a bit of sunshine, really getting the body to, to wake up. I'll have a healthy, a healthy breakfast, just nice. something that basically isn't processed food, whatever that might be. It might mm. be some you know, some eggs and vegetables or a oats and quinoa with some berries and a sprinkle of cinnamon, uh, yeah, something nice. healthy like that with a yep. delicious coffee as well as Australians. We, we obviously love our coffee. That is, yep. make no mistake, that is a very essential part of my day. I only yep. have one coffee and it's just one coffee. Be, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> needs to be perfect. Every now and then I have, uh, I have two depending on what's going on. Uh, yep. And then from that, I'll, I'll basically, that's a big, huge productive time for me after okay. that. So that next three or four hours I feel like I can get as much done as most people can in a normal day. It's just uninterrupted okay. focus. I'm just literally in this office that we see right here. Yep. I just stare at a computer screen. I don't really need a great deal of, of breaks. If I feel like I need a, a break, then I'll take one. But for the mm. most part, I'm, I'm really just enjoying uh, having that, that work block because I know that once I have that work block done, I just feel a lot better for the rest of the day. So I'll have a pretty intense work block then that I'll go through okay. to lunch where I'll just have another a healthy lunch, then I'll go and do a, a gym session for about an hour or okay. so just to do some strength work, but also uh, mobility and mm. things, which is, uh, I even bought a basketball recently. I'm really just enjoying okay. nice, nice. shooting a, yeah, shooting a few hoops. That's, that's great at this um, basketball thing just down the road. Yeah. Then after lunch, I don't really put too much pressure on myself because that's just, uh, or sorry, I should say like in the late afternoon time, I just, my, my body naturally feels a bit more lethargic then. So I just, mm. That is when I start to do things like emails and do some of those other things that can be done on autopilot, knowing that the work that gets me closer towards my long-term goals is already done. 
Mm. So that's when I'll check in, uh, you know, I can check in on, on my clients. I've got entrepreneurs and, and professionals who I, I coach. So I check in with them. Mm. Uh, that's when I might do things like a social media post as well. That can obviously be, be time consuming yep. um, when you've got all these different platforms and whatnot. Mm. Uh, and then if I'm having a good day, I like to uh, have a nice healthy meal on the, on the table uh, when my wife gets home from yep. work just to take a bit of pressure off her. And then if there's work to be done, I'll, I'll do it later that night once we put our daughter to bed. But for the most part, just in the last little while, I've, I've been refraining from uh, doing too much work before bed. But uh, there are some times where I need to catch up on things where, uh, you know, there's, often we don't have balance in the short term. We yeah. all talk about having, having balance in our life. But if you, depending on the deadline or the project, whatever it might be, or what's going on in your life, mm. you might not have the ability to have that short term balance. So if there's a, a night where I need to be up until till 2 a.m. And, and that's totally fine. Just get back mm. in the routine to, uh, to do it all over again. Yeah, fantastic. But, uh, but some key themes in there would be things like being clear on what work I need to do in the day. Okay. Um, if you wake up and you don't know what actions that you're going to take, I mean, my God, I feel completely rudderless. And I just, yeah. at the end of the day, if you don't know what you've done in the day, you're like, oh, I'm busy, but busy doing what? Mm. So you need to know every single day, what work are you doing? Like maybe awesome. it's something as simple as I'm focusing on what energy am I going to bring to this podcast? Or maybe yeah. it's 500 words of a blog post, or mm. maybe it's even just being present with my daughter and not holding a mobile phone uh, while I'm with her. Mm. Uh, and then another one revolves around um, healthy, healthy eating. That's such a, a huge part to give your body that fuel to have energy for the day and then trying to fit in some type of exercise just to have a bit of a, a bit of a reset as well. They're the three things that I try to fit into every day. Mm, very interesting. So it sounds like um, you put a priority on your energy and where you pour that energy into, like you said, the blog post, the podcast and, and your other work as well. I'm just curious, what's, um, you know, what's on your to-do list? Like what's, you know, what is it that you're focusing on? Is it another movie or something or there's share that or, yeah, there's a yeah. lot. So I've got two yeah. books coming out in May okay, next nice, year. Nice. So the, yeah. the first one is called Andrew Carnegie's Mental Dynamite, which wow. is, yeah, yeah it's it going to be great. Yeah. yeah, it's the original interview between Napoleon Hill and Andrew Carnegie from, Whoa. actually, it's from 1908. Okay. And then it includes Napoleon Hill's analysis up into the 1940s. And then basically, they've asked me to come in and edit and annotate and modernize this with modern examples. So basically how the world's most successful people today use these exact lessons from 120 years ago to be the leaders mm. in their respective industries. But it's also companies as well. This book yeah, yeah. Has, has basically the blueprint to solve issues like homelessness and uh, democracy, um, you know, a whole heap of things related to corporate uh, work relationships and things as well. Like there are so many things in here as well because a lot of people get lost on what Andrew Carnegie and Napoleon Hill were trying to talk about because people focus on titles like Think and Grow Rich, when actually all they were trying to do was create the world's largest mastermind group, which is a blueprint for harmony. And that's, mm. that's really all it is. I just wanted people to be happier, to, to raise the standards of living mm. for everyone. And I've also got my own journal coming out that will accompany that, which is going to be exciting. And apart journey, from that, I've got, my, uh, yeah, I've got my podcast, Win the Day nice. with James Whitaker. Um, and yeah, just speaking to her and, and various other things as well. So, uh, things are busy, but it's, but it's, it's great. I, I love it. And I'm just really grateful to be in a position to, to be doing what I love. That's awesome. Fantastic. Um, I, th I think you just recently mentioned about the mastermind group as well. Um, I think a lot of people, when they think about that, they might get a bit fearful in, in, you know, networking with people and, and, um, you know, putting together this group, but, um, could you explain a bit more about that mastermind group? Um, well, the idea, 
Yeah, well, the idea of a mastermind, so that was that is a ninth principle of Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. The idea of a mastermind is a group of people coordinated heading towards a single aim. And the way that I like to do it is where you get between six and, and 10 people, I think is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You get people who have an alignment of value. So like-minded people who come from different backgrounds, ideally they're complementary backgrounds, but not in competition with each other. And it, whatever, whatever that might be, like there are so many different ways that you can, you can slice and dice that. And I think mm-hmm. having a catch up where there's no real fixed agenda, but you do have a moment at some stage in that session where you go around in a circle and you say, well, who are the people that you're trying to help? What are the, what are the problems that you're trying to solve? What's your mm-hmm. area of expertise? And what do you need help with mm-hmm. right now? Like what's your request of the group? And I think if you can go around and do that, where naturally you then just have some brilliant conversations. And if you're getting the right people, you will have that instant credibility and that instant trust the moment it started. Mm. And then you as the host, the facilitator of this mastermind catch up, send an email to all those people who attended reinforcing uh, what people spoke about those things Mm. that we mentioned, like who are the people that you help? um, What problem are you trying to solve? What's your area of expertise? Those types of things as well as the contact information. And wow, that's just such a, if you're in, if you're in business and you want to grow your client base, that is an absolute no brainer. You can do that pretty much for free. Maybe you put on some food, maybe you put on a couple of drinks, whatever it is. Mm. I've done that in Brisbane. I've done that in LA. I've done that around the world. I've been doing that now for probably 15 years and it's absolutely uh, life changing uh, doing Mm. that. It just puts you, it just puts you in the path of all these awesome people because if people don't know how they can help you, they can't help you and they won't. So being really, really clear on what you need help with, Mm. but also understanding that the best way to get is to give first. And that's what you do when you go around that circle, you think about what do people need and then you give to them. So by the time it comes around to you, people are willing to help because you've already given to them as well. Mm. And that's the lost art of, of networking. Too many people these days when they, they want to go to a conference of 1,000 people, which can be good for a jolt of inspiration. But if you're mm. judging your success of attending this conference by the number of business cards that you have handed out, mm. rather than the number of real relationships that you have had, then you've, you've got something wrong. So mm. you, can, you can really optimize your time by getting a shorter number of people, but going really, really deep with those people because you're instantly opened up to that Rolodex. Mm. Even if that one person is not able to help you, they might have some, I'm sure they have someone in the network. Yeah, who can help you. So now in a practical sense, that might be maybe you as a podcast host, maybe you get together with a web developer, a graphic designer, someone who runs events, uh, whatever that might be, uh, someone who uh, is great on, on the audio visual side. Mm. Uh, these are the types of, of things, maybe it's a marketing agency in there as well. Can you see the complementary skill set between that yeah. group and then how just being friends with those people who have like-minded values, they check their ego at the door, mm. how the way that that can turbocharge uh, your growth for all of you, it's just an absolute game changer. I had that mm. almost that exact setup. We also had an online wow. course. We had two online course gurus in our, uh, in our catch up when we were in okay. Texas a couple of weeks ago. And it was just, uh, just brilliant. Just great people uh, getting together rather than trying to hang out with people who you're, you know, you went to school with, yeah, or you, yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of related to, and you feel like you have an obligation to stay in their life, even though they don't do anything for you. Mm. They don't support you. They don't make you happy. Mm. You know, find people who can help you grow. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, I remember in the book, um, Napoleon Hill, he, he, 
he touched on that one about building the mastermind group and what he did, I remember he used his imagination. So he imagined, I think it was uh, Abraham Lincoln. I think he was at a table and then he had a pressing problem and then he would call upon his mastermind group and it would would just be in his mind. And one of the people was Abraham Lincoln and he would just sit at the table. And when he would talk about this problem, Abraham Lincoln would just sit there and just just give him a stern look. And, um, And then at the end, he would say something. And I thought that was really fascinating. Like it's not just the physical, but also <laughs> imaginary group, right? So That's he, right. And ima- yeah. imagination. Yeah. Imagination is one of the principles of, of thinking grow rich. It's a huge mm. part, but so many people, actually all of the, uh, the people that I interviewed for thinking grow rich, the legacy, they spoke about the power of mentors from the written word, especially if you're growing up and spend a lot of time in isolation or you just feel like you're not in an environment or a great place right now to meet people. Being able mm. to find mentors from the written word is an absolute game changer. And uh, that's, it's a bit like what that is. And when we're faced with the problems that we face in everyday life, uh, we get caught in our own head. We create this complexity and this stress, but being able to sit there and have these people who might actually not even, not even yeah. be living where you can have them as, as counsel for you to help solve your problems. Mm. And I, th- I do think it's important to have a mix of people uh, who you know in real life as well, because they can help balance that out. Like there's a mm. few friends in my life who have a real knack of getting to the root of a problem. There's a, a friend of mine, a billionaire who cuts to the root of a problem, like, like any problem like butter. And then there's another friend of mine who lives in Melbourne in Australia, who's just, he basically just takes your head and puts it on the other person. So you can think of what's going on in their mind as well, Mm. rather than just giving you a pat on the back. And when you've got people like that really just helps you simplify the problems and give you, give you a clear route forward where you can detach a lot of that emotion that is providing a lot of that stress and that resentment Mm. um, in the, in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. How about, um, there was also another book that came out a few years ago as well. Um, I think uh, Sharon Lecter, she, she helped publish it as well. I think it was called Outwitting the Devil. It was yeah. by um, Napoleon Great book. I've got, Yeah, got I've got it one? sitting yeah. around. Yeah, it's <laughs> sitting around <laughs> here. It's right there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on that one? Because I read through it and that is really deep. That is really intense, that one. So Yeah, that sold more than 300,000 copies. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a very, very successful a very, very successful book. So that was the one that Napoleon Hill uh, and his wife, or his wife actually convinced yeah, him that he shouldn't right. publish it. Yeah, because he said, or she said that, society, or believed that society was not ready for it. Mm. So Sharon came in and added her annotations and modernized it and edited it. So that's what she did to Outwitting the Devil is what I'm doing for this Mental Dynamite book mm. as well. But it's, it's a great book because the biggest enemy is within. Our biggest enemy sits between our own two ears, but that is also our biggest benefit as well like just as we have been given everything we need to succeed we have also been given everything that we need to fail and the thing that i love about outwitting the devil is it really goes through in detail a lot of those things that you're going to face mm. things like fear and criticism and and the feelings of others and it gets you thinking about well how are you going to react to that what are you going to do when you are inevitably face this adversity that we all go through in life mm-hmm. okay so how about um overcoming challenges i remember uh, I mean, you've, you've been through a lot. You've, um, you know, you started the, I think you were working as a, um, you were in financial planning as well and you were managing uh, companies over 2 billion under management and then you started the, uh, the movie as well. But I can imagine that you went through a lot of frustration and challenges. So, you know, how, how do you, what's your technique in overcoming these challenges? Do you use principles from Think Go Rich or do you have your own one that you've synthesized or? 
I, I'm at a point now where I am just, a, I'm calibrated a lot better mentally, whereas mm. I'm 36 years old where I feel like, uh, I feel like even a few years ago, I wasn't very strongly calibrated and mm. it just enables you to not think great about different situations and maybe even not act great in different situations when you're faced with, with those challenges. And what I would do in that situation was pick up the phone with people that I would trust and I would say, what do you think about this? Now, most people in those situations call up their friend or a family member and they say like, this person's being a dickhead, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And all that person's gonna do in that situation is validate your opinion because yeah. you haven't enabled a, a, you know, an opportunity for them to really give their thoughts and their insight. That's where I like to say, well, look, here is the information I have about this situation. What do you think? I haven't offered my own opinion. I haven't offered what I think is the, as the way forward. And then once I hear back from them, that is when I feel comfortable to say, well, here is what I was thinking. And maybe you can help adjust that uh, as well. But I think also being able to channel that and just into any constructive means enabling you to move forward. But mm. another big thing for me, which is actually what I experienced about a month ago, it had just been such a, such a crazy busy seven or eight months in my life this year yeah. i've done so much travel and and all the things that i had mentioned earlier that just mm. taking a week to really just enjoy life again where i would go paddleboard or or surfing or uh even just you know what like go and play tennis or just even just just watch a movie or something without really putting too much pressure on myself just to mm. go and enjoy life and also uh, going and just being around the right kind of people. I think if you can go and attend an event to go and get a bit of a jolt of inspiration, which is actually, that's the most recent topic that I did for my my podcast and newsletter as well. I spoke mm. about uh, you've got to show up to blow up by just getting out of your comfort zone to give you that jolt of inspiration, which you can get from mm. either attending events, speaking at events or hosting events. Anyone mm. can do that. There's hundreds of events happening each week and it's just a great way to uh to get outside of your own head whereas most people when they're faced by a challenge mm. their instinct is to run harder on that treadmill and when you run harder on that treadmill all you're going to do is burn out mm. so i think either stop and take a deep breath and enjoy life or go and get counsel from friends or just as you get older and, and get around the right people you can start to calibrate your own mind a bit better where you can take appropriate action without worrying about the emotions or even acting on the emotions you might still mm. feel them but you won't act on them mm, that's great so so your advice or your technique is to um to process it but also to seek the counsel of your mastermind group of close friends and then you can help you know um, resolve these type of problems and then you can just put together a plan of action and then just execute right so Definitely, okay. and and it it really it, it can depend on the problem because often when you're faced with these pro these big problems, it can mm. lead to a complexity that you may not have foreseen, as well. But I think if you've done enough, if your if your relationship credit is good enough, then you will have dozens of people who will happily pick up the phone to help you with anything. There are a lot of people uh, that I have helped throughout my lifetime because I, I like doing that. And, yeah. and and these are great people who just need a bit of help. Like we all need a bit of help. I I've needed a lot of help in in my life from a lot of these people. And we have mm. that level of trust now as well. I will help them with anything, just like uh, they will help me with anything. So I know the right people to go to. Maybe it's, maybe I need to call my, my lawyer like I had to last week. It's just a yeah. contractual uh, yeah. thing, but it's still a challenge. Or maybe it's something personally where it might require something else, or mm. maybe it's something that my wife can help me provide a bit of context for because she's very, very good at playing the, the devil's <laughs> advocate 
as well, because oftentimes when we see these challenges, what we're doing is we're in a, a bit of an interesting mindset ourselves. Often when we're looking at this challenge, we make it this raging inferno of a problem because we're in a bad headspace. The problem might actually not be that big. It's the headspace that we're in that's making it that big. Mm. That's where going outside, getting back to nature and, and things like that enable you just to, to really have a deep breath and see the problem for what it is. And, and there is always a simple answer for every problem. You just have to find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about, um, so, so with the movie and with the mastermind group and um, the work that you're doing, if there was one thing that popped up from all of that, like the, a success principle that you've seen through, through your work, what would it be? Just curious. The big one for me would be each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have mm-hmm. automatically made the decision to lose. So now at every speech I do, that's literally the first slide that I put up. Wow. Each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. Because if we, mm-hmm. wake, up, if we wake up and we know what work we need to do, mm-hmm. our brain nags away at us for the rest of the day until those two or three or four items are done. Yeah. Whereas if you wake up and you don't know what you're doing, it's so much easier to fall victim to distraction and procrastination. And you can apply mm-hmm. that to anything. You can apply that to work. You can apply that to fitness. If you don't have a fitness objective for the day you don't need a fitness objective every day Mm. but certainly if you have one it's much easier for you to say you know what because i am doing a fit you know a fitness session later Mm. i'm going to eat well and and as a result of eating well you're going to sleep well and that's what that's what starts all that too so whatever Mm. that might be each day if you do not make the decision to win you have automatically made the decision to lose because you create that sense of urgency for what needs to happen uh, each day. And, mm-hmm. and without that, that's where people like to go and watch four hours of Netflix every night. Yeah. You're just not going to, uh, <laughs> I, I joke about again in my speeches, I talk about this, I've never heard the story of, of a knock on the door when you're on the fifth hour of a Netflix binge and there's a FedEx employee there handing you a check for, for a million dollars <laughs> yeah. for services rented. It's just not gonna happen. You've got to get yeah. out of your apartment, out of your house, out of your, your comfort zone to go and make things, these things happen, but starting with your intent. That's the whole idea behind the win the day branding that I have. Mm-hmm. So it's about making that clear un- unequivocal decision to be committed and to just go ahead and win the day. Is it? Yeah. Being clear on what you want and reinforcing mm-hmm. it with consistency. That's it. Okay. That really is it. People like to overcomplicate it, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how about someone who um, just getting started, you know, they, they don't know much about personal development. Um, they don't read books and, you know, they're, they're stuck in a the rut. They're watching Netflix. How can you get this person to, to, you know, transform into, you know, a successful person? What, what would your advice be? Well, those people are no different to, I've got, I've got people who are senior executives at major airlines and also people who work for big companies like Google as mm-hmm. well, all who I've helped because inevitably in every one of these situations, these people aren't clear on who they are and they're not clear on where they want to go. Mm. That is the very first thing that I would do. I would figure okay. out who you are, what do you stand for? But more importantly, what do you not stand for? Mm. You've got to really get clear on who it is that you want and where do you want to go? That's why I have, if you go to my uh, link in my bio on Instagram, there's a link mm. to this success plan template that I've got where people can go and download. It's free. You don't need to enter your email or anything. Yep. Just wow. go and download this free success plan template. It gives you a perspective where you can write down who you are and also maps out your 90-day goals, your one-year goal, your three-year goals, nice. and your perfect destination in all areas of your life. Yep. And once you're clear on that, you can start to embed those 90-day goals. You turn them into action items and you embed them in your calendar. 
So you don't have to, you can release yourself from worry about what's going to happen in the future because you've already written the ending of the story and you're already going to have now a calendar note that goes off with the work that you need to take and then set a final calendar note, recurring one for every 90 days to go mm. and start that whole process all over again, adjust the sales as need be and keep moving forward because mm. we, our, our purpose can change. I, I did a Facebook live on this the other day and mm. uh, the, the earth is constantly, is constantly rotating. The sun is constantly rotating as well. We are in this massive flux of change mm. always, yet so many of us are afraid of change. That's what mm. I would do. I would start by getting clear on who you are okay. and where you want to go, regardless of who you are. It just depends on uh, if you're not living with purpose, you're not living with passion, you feel like you're going through the motions or you're treading water. Yeah. Those are the two steps that I would take to, to release yourself from that and, and move forward. Absolutely love it. So um, in the success plan template, um, you've got a system that helps people achieve goals. Like you've got a goal achievement system. That's great. I remember, um, I think it was Jim Rohn said that uh, goals equals bank balance because people who don't know how to set goals, um, you can, he, said, he actually said it. He said that um, you can predict someone who, who doesn't set goals, they probably have a few hundred dollars in their bank account. But people who know how to set goals, you know, obviously they're going to have financial goals and they will eventually achieve it. So, so that's fantastic. Not only are you changing the life, you're changing people's bank accounts as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Jim awesome. Rowan, he's one of my favorites. He's yes. he was my biggest, earliest mentor. I, I yeah. love, I still love Jim Rowan. A phenomenal, yeah. a phenomenal inspiration for everything. And Thinking Grow Rich was a book that changed his life as well. And, and on that part of setting goals, most people, ignore the aspect of making them well two things they ignore the aspect of making it emotionally charged and they ignore that aspect of building those goals into a system which is what i was talking about with those 90 day goals into mm. your calendar and everything else so it's just, it just runs for you it's like yeah. this machine and emotionally charged goals are so important because it creates that feeling around it that emotion is really what gives us that extra rocket fuel uh, to make these things happen Mm. Uh, as well. So I, I, you know, there's no point to saying, Oh, well, I want a million dollars in the bank. That that's going to do nothing. But if yeah. you say, you know what, here's why I want that million dollars. I want this money because one of my parents passed away from cancer. And I think that if I can raise, or if, if I have $1 million of free cash that I can donate, that we can find a cure for this horrible disease that affects so many people around the yeah. world. I think we'll be able to find that faster. Now think about the way that you would then turn that goal into an action item it's just so much more emotionally charged it's going to make you more resourceful and mm. more resilient which are two of those themes that we spoke about earlier as well that are essential mm. if you really want to be successful long term yeah yeah so um so you're attaching the the why behind your goals isn't it you're finding the the reason why you want that million dollars or the reason why the, because the monet, monetary value is just not enough to inspire you. you have to there has to be a reason behind it so you've actually it's not on. like you, yeah. yeah you can't do anything with money you can't mm. eat it you can't do anything yeah. with it it's money is only good because of yeah it's exactly right it's just a mm. tool for what it can what it can provide for you so mm. really having changing your mindset around money i think is really really important whereas i think it's uh, a really good lesson especially in this this age of social media where everyone says to themselves i'll be happy if i'll be happy when mm. i'll be happy if i had that person's house or that person's car uh you know or that person's body or that person's husband or wife or boyfriend mm. or girlfriend 
uh, but just being being aware that you just wherever you are right now is totally fine. Let's just take these steps and and move forward. It's it's mm. fine. You don't need to worry about uh, this constant pursuit uh, of money and leaving everything else behind. I could think of nothing. I could think of nothing worse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, I think you briefly mentioned it before. You've got a coaching, the elite performance planning coaching. Is that is that um something that you're offering and you're helping people achieve their goals. Is that right? Yeah. So I, for basically for anyone who wants to become a coaching client of mine, so I really help professionals and entrepreneurs really establish that direction and that foundation of what they want to do. So we help figure out who you are. We figure out exactly where you want to go and better yet, we create a plan to actually do it. So as a result of that, we establish their authority. That's things like creating uh, a content machine, basically how Love you it. can produce and publish content regularly, mm. uh, how you can speak on stage and, and really craft an amazing keynote presentation, how you can tell your story in the form of a book, mm. how you can get clear on what your story is in a way that creates that emotional engagement with people. So we mm. create that elite performance plan uh, to basically partner with people to take those results to the next level and, and make a global impact. So if anyone's interested in that, they can just reach out uh, via my website and if we're a good fit if, if we're not a good fit if i if we don't have an alignment of energy and values then mm. then we won't work together but if there is a good fit then then great yeah yeah um, well you're definitely uh, influential i've seen um you know your speaking engagements you're, you're interviewing these amazing people you've got the movie so um you're definitely going to you know with, with your elite performance plan for coaching you'll definitely you know create more influ influences as well so that's fantastic um okay how about, um, how about, okay, so what about if you were to jump in a time machine, like this is one of my favorite questions, but if you were to step inside a time machine, press a button and you were to go back maybe about, about 10 years, 15 years, what would you say to your younger self? Good question. I would say that you are no different to all these other people around you. The time that I would probably go back to would be when I was about 16, 17, 18 years old where I looked at all my other friends who were performing very well academically uh, and where I was sort of trying to be someone who I wasn't. I'd say just be yourself and, and figure it out. Like be who you are, be your authentic self. Mm. People are going to come and go in your life. You're only a very uh, small way through that journey. And I, I think that's a good lesson for a lot of people. Uh, we see a big passion of mine is doing mentoring for school students as well, high school students, because I mm. feel like when we're in those situations and we have relationships, we've got people who are young people who are throwing themselves off buildings because they've got a relationship breakdown. And this makes me so sad hearing about that. So just really mm. convincing people that you are enough, be yourself. You're naturally going to find the right tribe for you. And everyone's, everyone's growing in their own, in their own way. So just continue to seek out the knowledge and, and take opportunities that are going to accelerate that journey of you being who you are and focus on improving yourself and, and along the way, have some fun. That's absolutely beautiful. All right. So how can um, people get in contact with you? If you want to reach out, yeah, Instagram is a good one. I've been using that a bit lately. You can go to James Witt, J A M E S W H I T T. I almost forgot how to spell that for a second. <laughs> uh, or you can go to my website, jameswitt.com uh, uh, as well. Send me an email, whatever you want to do. If I, can, uh, if I can reach out and help anyone, just let me know. Fantastic. Okay. Well, James, I really appreciate your time today. Um, it's a true honor to interview you as well. And um, I love what you're doing. We all love what you're doing. And um, I know that 
you know, you're going to be impacting millions of lives throughout, you know, your entire lifetime. And, um, you know, I wish you all the best for your future endeavors and um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. No worries, mate. Cool.